What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Conjecturing Podcast, a podcast where we talk about horror movies and horror-related content. I'm your host, Rob. With me is Laura. Hello. And Greg. What's up, guys? How you guys doing? How you, how you little monsters doing? Oh, oh how Lady Gaga cute. of you. Yeah, oh, that is oh, cute. Oh, Lady Gaga, that's true. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. I, I wasn't sure if, was I calling you guys little monsters or was I acting asking about your kids? How did you take that? I, I thought you were all, calling us little we're, monsters. We're, we're sort of all little monsters when you think about it. I mean, mm, you know, adults are, who, 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 who's the artist that does Calvin and Hobbes? He once said, adults are just obsolete children. So I think we're all little monsters <laughs> to some degree. Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. true. Wow. Got real for a second. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever call me. me obsolete until I am obsolete. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, let's see. Uh, tonight, tonight we're conjecturing 1989's Little Monsters, a movie about real monsters under your bed, and of course, divorce. Uh, oh, so, you, took it, you took it to the. Got some good stuff there. Got yeah. some good stuff there. You know, Jesus. I'm a child. I'm a child of divorce, so this this hit me uh, right in my little monster heart. Um, oh. Greg, what is up with your background, dude? Did you draw that when you had free time? Honestly, I wish I had drawn this. This is I, I love this art style. So this is basically a collage. You can tell it's hand drawn, and each part of the collage is a different scene or character in this movie. It's got this like teal, red, black, white palette, and there's just something about the hand drawn shading. You can tell like you've got Maurice right there, Brian facing him. It's very symmetrical with the boy kind of pulling the strings above everybody. Yeah. Like, tell me how cool this collage looks. It's it pretty looks cool. dope. It looks look, dope. Look at the eyes popping out right here on this yeah. side. Oh, actually, on this side. I'd hang that up on my wall. You know? Yeah, me too. It's yeah. cool. It's very horrorish. It's very horrorish. Yeah, for I sure. Like I like it. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, what about you, Laura? What do you got going on in your background? Uh so this is kind of a funny story, but I, I got to start off by saying that I I think the Savage Brothers are such great actors. Like I've loved mm-hmm. everything that they've done. Um, obviously little Ben Savage was like, what, five in this movie. (laughs) He is such a baby. He's so cute. Mm -hmm. But I noticed two thirds of the way into the movie that in one of the scenes where there's a bunch of monsters, he's a monster in the background. They just Mm -hmm. used him as an extra. Yeah. The baseball scene where they're playing baseball. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ben Savage's. Yeah. Yep. So my background is actually a really cute picture of him. And then him as a little monster. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I see it. That's cool. He's even he's even cute as a little monster. You know? I mean, yeah. so cute. Yeah, so cute, so cute. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For me, I, I went creepy. I went. Mm-hmm. I went boy. I went the boy yeah. in this movie. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I. I mean, I. I picked this movie, and this is one of the reasons I saw this movie when I was very young. It fucking scared me and traumatized me, and it was all because of the boy, um, and his creepy skin face. So I put mm-hmm. him in the background there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, let's get into the movie. So, um, like I said, Little Monsters, 1989 film, uh, directed by, is this Richard Greenberg? Is it Richard or Rochard? I got I got Rochard on here. I'm, maybe I misspelled it, but uh, yeah, it says he's maybe most... I misspelled it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe so. I don't know. Um, it says he's most widely known for his work in designing the main titles of movies, like the intros of movies. Um, he did Superman, 1978 film, um, and I know I think I read somewhere that. The studio wanted more of an art person to come in and direct this movie. Brad Bird was up for it, uh, but he didn't oh. get it, and they went with this guy. I don't know if that's the right choice or not, but um, yeah, this movie stars, of course, Howie Mandel, Fred Savage, of course, from The Wonder Years and The Wiz. Love The Wiz. Um, little Ben Savage. We already talked about his cute little ass. 
Uh, then you got <laughs> no, no. Take that back. No, Delete. No. Retract. No. I didn't say cute, cute like comma little oh ass. I said cute little ass. He's a cute. He's a cute kid. He's a cute kid. Come on. You guys are, you guys are disgusting. No, 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 Rob, Rob, you, you, you put the movie. word, Rob, you put the word ass in the wrong place. It's cute oh, ass little kid. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> okay, sorry about that. Everybody knows what I'm the, talking the about. The order is important. The How order dare. of words. How dare you guys. Don't do that. Don't do that to him. Uh, you got Daniel Stern in this movie, of course. Uh, Home Alone and shit. The Wet Bandits. Uh, you got Margaret Witten. You got Rich, uh, Rick uh, Duckerman. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but I know him from The Burbs. He's in The Burbs. I love mm-hmm. him in The Burbs. Uh, really good character actor. And, of course, you got Frank Whaley as the creepiest fuck boy um in this movie uh creepy as fuck to me cute ass Um, boy (laughs) cute ass boy (laughs) he definitely was not cute he wasn't cute now look at my background look at him yeah i don't know what his booty looks like but does he have a cute ass i mean did he skin a boy's ass and put it on maybe i don't know but his his real ass is freaking creepy i'll tell you that much um that was by way that was the one, one of the most awkward lines i need someone to justify why that was in there in this movie what line? Nice, the nice ass comment. Oh, when they pants, when they pants him, right? When they pants for its ass. Well, I, I'm sure we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, I wanted to ask, like Laura, you you like Fred Savage as an actor. You, you mm-hmm. liked uh, Ben Savage. He's super cute. Did any yeah. of you guys watch Boy Meets World back in the day? When of course. Ben Duh. Yeah, Hello, TGIF. <laughs> TGIF. There you go. I forgot about that. Um, is it weird, like seeing him so little and so cute, and then to see him in that show when he's like older? Uh he's kind of an extension. Like in Boy Meets World, he's well. No, you mean Ben Savage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Ben Savage. Uh, I don't know. It's it's he's an extension of this of his personality. I think mm-hmm. they they both are. They both are very kind of like cute and snarky in their your younger age, and they and they leverage that as they as they get older in all of their roles. So mm-hmm. that's kind of that's kind of like both of their things basically Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i mean i guess it is a little it's pretty crazy to see him so young because he's what like a teenager through most of boy meets world i think so yeah but i will say with fred savage though like i was obsessed with the wonder years you guys Mm. oh my god kevin and winnie forever and he was like that age when this movie Mm. came out so it you know i i don't really know him as well now that he's older yeah Oh, of course, of course. My brother and I used to watch this claymation VHS tape called Dinosaurs, and it was narrated oh, by Fred Savage. And he, his voice and yes! his like snarky attitude was spot on with this character. We would like oh replay that over God. and over again. You remember this? You just unlocked. Well, I did watch Dinosaurs, but I like yeah. didn't realize that that was him. Yeah, Fred Savage. So let's uh, let's start talking about the movie here a bit. So let's say like who saw this as a kid. I mean, I picked it. I definitely saw it as a kid. Greg's hands going up. You saw this as a kid, Greg? Yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember like seeing this in the theater when it came out in '89? No, I thought I think I saw it on like a V. Again, everything was VHS back yeah. then. Oh, yeah. I saw it on a VHS. I Howie Mandel was young and he was still like popular i like boy meets world like you know a lot of the things that he was doing he was very popular at the time like bobby's um, think, world bobby's world yeah yeah bobby is, is, isn't that what i said boy, you said bobby's boy meets world. world oh no bobby's world bobby's world mm-hmm. that's what i was thinking of oh. yeah um and i think i saw it on on tape yeah 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 i'm the same too i mean i don't think i 
was like old enough to even oh i mean i was old to see it in theaters but definitely my parents weren't taking me to see this in theaters so i was same as you i remember renting this movie yeah i mean it probably would have been two years later i guess uh probably in like 91 or 92 i probably saw it uh rented it i mean the the cover of the vhs and some of the posters like it looks fun like there's totally. like a monster right. and there's fred savage right. and they're kind of like oh no what are these shenanigans they're gonna get into and then of course we'll get into the movie and like the darkness that's actually behind the scenes here but um, so definitely I saw it as I was young, but I haven't seen this movie in decades. Yeah. It's been so long since yeah. I've seen this. And Laura, first time viewing, right? Not only first time viewing, but somehow I went my life without knowing this movie existed. <laughs> wow. So when Rob told me, hey guys, uh, I'm choosing to do Little Monsters, and he sent me like a, a gif. Yeah. <laughs> Howie Mandel <laughs> and his get up. And I was just like, I think he was like around. doing what, yeah, he's going like a lot, yeah. yeah, yeah. and I was just like, a child, what the yeah. hell are you about to make me watch? And then I found mm -hmm. out it was an eighties movie. I'm like, how did I, where was I? How did I miss this? Like, I thought I mm -hmm. saw all of them. So Rob, did this movie yeah. gain cult status? Would you say a cult following? I think this it did, right? Definitely a cult following movie. So like the story with this movie is during production of it the production company that was making it went bankrupt so they went mm. bankrupt um they finished filming the movie and then the rights got sold off to tristar i think or universal or somebody like that but at that point like nobody wanted to put more money into this movie i think at, uh, on wikipedia it said seven million dollars to make i don't think that's right i don't think this movie cost no. seven million dollars um but they only released this movie in like 180 theaters. Like that's it. And it like didn't wow. release in certain countries. Like, so it had like no release. I know there was some posters out there of the movie, but this got like no push from anything. And so like, ultimately like it had a limited release. I think the box office was only $800,000. Like nobody went to see it cause nobody wow. could find it or knew about it. Mm -hmm. And then I think this one released in August. This released August of 1989 course you know uh fred savage is in it and then also just a little bit later than that the Wiz, the wizard whatever you want to call mm -hmm. it came out in december of 1989 and that movie cleaned up and made 14 million dollars yeah so like this movie nobody even knew about it probably until vhs and it came out in vhs and people rented it and then people started actually watching it and then it got a cult following uh, from that point on so i think it was just bad luck bad luck from this movie because you talk, you talk to Howie Mandel and, and Fred Savage, and like they had a blast making the movie. You know, the script is like decent, you know, but for a kid movie at the time, it's pretty damn good. You know, I just think it had, didn't have any backing at the point to make any money at all. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I did want to ask you guys, like, do you think um, if it was promoted better, do you think it actually could have been like a hit if this came out in '89 and was available for everybody to see it? What do you think, Laura? Oh, that's so hard for me to say. I, it's, you know, it's just really unfortunate because if you watch any 80s movie as an adult, if you had not seen it as a kid, everyone thinks that 80s movies suck. Like, I know people that never grew up watching The Goonies who are like, The Goonies is a horrible mm. movie. And I'm wow. just like, what? Yeah. So I feel like I almost can't answer these questions because I really went into this open-minded Mm -hmm. And I found a lot of positives, but I mean, you guys, this is like 80s trash. I don't know. Like it was <laughs> it's so dumb. Another man's trash is another person's treasure. Shit. <laughs> That's well, true. So I, I personally don't, I think whatever cult following it has is probably accurate. 
I don't mm. know. I don't think right. it would have been any bigger. What about what do you think, Greg? If this like had a really good push behind it and everything? I I don't think so. I mean, personally, like Laura said, it's hard to say to try to retroactively go back and and yeah. Like, yeah. sort yeah, of yeah. make an opinion. But to me, I was sort of conf- like I forgot a lot about this movie. <laughs> Watching it now, I was confused about the target audience. I, you know, sort of like, it's it's mostly this toilet humor for kids, right? But also at the same time, it's super disturbing to where I wouldn't want to show my kids. It's PG. There's a lot of like violence and a lot of profanity that I wouldn't show kids, but it's also also meant for kids. So I'm not sure if the improved marketing would have actually helped it catch on more because I think people would see it and they go, I don't really know who I'm going to show this to. I think there was a little bit of confusion, at least my opinion watching it. Yeah, I mean, this def- this movie is definitely written by adults for kids. Like, it's an adult writing this, being like, what do kids like, you know? But still slipping yeah. in a lot of, like, dark shit and cussing and this yeah. and that. And, yeah, I mean, I mean, if anything, maybe, like, a PG-13 rating? Right. I, don't, I don't know if that yeah, would be better or I'm not. Yeah, I'm surprised. Wait, it wasn't PG-13? It's just, P- it's just PG. It's PG, yeah. Just PG. Wow. Yeah. This is, yeah, like, right I, there with... Yeah. This is like right there with like Return to Oz, which came out in '85, where it's like a PG Disney movie, and you watch it, and you're like, "This is disturbing." Yeah, you know, no. this movie was straight Beetlejuice for kids, like <laughs> yeah. dark, twisted, mm-hmm. like pretty, like pretty scary. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's funny. So let me let me just like rattle off a couple of other PG Disney movies. Okay, <laughs> Tangled, Frozen, <laughs> Finding Dory, Okay, yeah. Luca, Lightyear, <laughs> Raya, Moana. Like, I how think, are they in the same camp? Yeah, That's these crazy. are not in the same camp. <laughs> oh man, That's funny. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy to think like when this came out in '89. I mean, this is all after the big like push of like ET in in 1982, and like you said, Laura Goonies in 1985 of like kid centric. They're the they're the protagonists. They're mm-hmm. the heroes of the story. Yeah. Like before that, it was mostly like about uh, every movie is about adults. Right. This is like since ET, it's like everything is about kids. Yeah. Never like, ending story. Yeah. So there's just yeah. like so Sandlot. many of those movies yeah. wow. like that. And this is just kind of coming off of that, but making it like creepy, you know? Like I feel like if this movie was remade like nowadays, like this is a lot of movies now. Like kids and creepiness and monsters. Like this is like Stranger Things Light. You know, this mm. is like a Stranger Things movie, you know? Uh, but just like it, of course it doesn't have production value and it doesn't have like super great writing, but but it's like right there. I, th- I feel like this is laying like the groundwork for what's to come eventually uh, with a lot of these things, you know. Hmm. Um, so what did you guys think? Maurice, uh, the Savage Brothers, the acting overall in this movie. Uh, Laura shaking her head. So yeah. but what do you think, Laura? How did uh, how did Maurice uh, do it for you? Yeah, the, the Savage Brothers were fine. They were great and dandy. I oh God, you know. I guess I should say that Howie Mandel acted his ass off. He yeah. killed it in this role, but the character of Maurice is not for me. Not <laughs> only because he's an asshole who does asshole <laughs> shit that as a, an adult really fucking pisses me off. It's not even that. Okay, I guess I'm a little mad about that. But it's the fact that he is so clearly amped up on cocaine, you guys, that it was giving me yes. bad anxiety yes. through the whole. I mean, he's just like, I'm gonna fast, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this. Yeah. And I just was like, I'm taking deep breaths as I'm watching this movie, like, whoa, dude, 
Whoa. Slow down. Right. Slow, your Slow down. It was it was distracting. I think I got used to it towards the end, and then things started to get pretty <laughs> twisted, and I was like, oh shit. Yeah. But uh and and it you know, my other problem was is that they didn't have great chemistry. So like Maurice mm -hmm. is really fast paced and crazy, and mm -hmm. Fred Savage is pretty like calm, cool, collected, yeah. like kind of a slower talker. Mm -hmm. So it was very different characters that were together as a duo through the majority of this movie and it mm. was just like i don't know it, it did that, not work to me i me. thought that's what worked though was like the difference the contrast of each other i thought that's what worked to me you know i mean there's like a couple of moments in this movie where howie mandel does like get like sentimental and yeah slow. right and i, and I like, like those parts of the movie yeah that's well, when I feel it like, like had I feel heart like, yeah yeah but i feel like those work so much because the rest of it is on cocaine you know it's like it, those work for Ooh. me more what do you think, Greg? Where are you at, Greg? This, that, what you guys just mentioned is so interesting, and I and I'm I, I think I side with Laura. There, there seemed to be an incongruence. Like I don't understand why uh, Brian really liked to hang out with Maurice. Um, I I think what they were trying to sell is that their parents were very rigid. Their his teacher, you know, they they kind of set off the rules, right? Okay, when you come down here into the monster world, you're your own person. You can play games. You can stay up as long as you want. You can eat whatever you want. No one's gonna tell you what to do. the 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 problem is, is that uh, Brian was never really constrained by society or adults in that way. He was only being scolded based on the merits or lack thereof of of, of his behavior. Either he didn't turn in his homework, or he wasn't coming into class on time, or it was just that. You know, things were happening around the house that weren't being caused by him, but he was just being blamed for it. I just, mm -hmm. I feel like it, it didn't make sense that he would turn to Maurice for a, a friend. And, and yeah. I think it, it just seemed weird that he would latch on to him. It seemed like he was more annoyed by him as... as totally. He was annoyed. Were. I was like, yeah. He was annoyed by him. So why would he... It just didn't seem like Maurice filled any kind of void that Brian needed. And I think that mm. there was a little bit of incongruence there. But, you know, that said, if you buy into it, I, you know, I was thinking, I, I think I was becoming Laura in this movie with your um, <laughs> misophonia thing. Oh, like oh. The Maurice was, about that in a while. was like triggering something in me. He, he's always like twitching Anger. and moving. He's jingling <laughs> and jangling. He's got these, yes. you know, skeleton earrings that are like coming off. He's got chains and pins all over his shit, his jacket. <laughs> you know, he's just, he's always like, ding, ding, ding. It was driving me insane, yep. and I totally wow. forgot about that in this movie. Um, but you know, if you can mute the movie and watch him, <laughs> <You> mute it. <laughs> he, he's pretty interesting. I think visually, he's not a, he wouldn't be appealing to kids. I remember being scared by his appearance as a kid. Like he's got like the sharp teeth, warts all over his face, horns. He's got this kind of frizzy mohawk. It's it's very off putting, hmm. um, and. But the thing that I think watching it this time around that I never noticed was like what you said, Laura. He's he's on coke or something. Every yeah. every time he finishes the sentence, he has to laugh at himself. Yeah. He'll say, you know, oh, then you go down the stairs. <laughs> and every time that he did that, and he wasn't even making a joke, he was just doing that to fill in the silence. It mm -hmm. bugged the shit out of me. Hmm. Um. So. I think you know before he's sort of endearing character. He's like fascinating and entertaining, but. Like now, watching it as adult, it just got on my audio misophonia nerves. Yeah. Lord, oh yeah, my whole body was just like lighting up. It was just <laughs> like 
trigger. Do you need to explain, Laura, what Greg is talking about for anybody that possibly is listening for the first time? What the fuck is going on with your disorder? Oh, yeah. It's been a while since we've talked about it. Uh, so misophonia and mesokinesia. No. Is that the other one? God, why am I asking? Greg? Don't ask me. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> We're all um, with it. Actually, more common than you think. Uh, as Rob would say, it's like a disease. It's not. But basically, you get triggered by either... Uh, most people have it with audio. You get triggered by noises. So like, you know, I, I feel like everyone kind of shares some of these, right? Like the way someone eats a banana if they don't close their mouth, right? And they're smacking. <laughs> like People get pretty annoyed by that or when people pop bubble gum, you mm. know? But then there's also visual triggers that can just make you feel really anxious and kind of angry. Um, like I get it a lot if I'm, this was many moons ago but i used to ride the train into the city for work and if i sat next to people who would just shake their leg really fast just mm. seeing that would like i i don't know i i would just get so angry and like go crazy yeah so it, it's a real condition look it up and not, I not a disease to, by the way i think we should not a disease. We should go back and correct not a disease <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty more sure like a, a disorder no, no, no. if anything i'm pretty sure uh laura gave it to greg that's why greg has it now <laughs> Oh, yeah, we used to talk about it a lot more because I used to point it out a lot more, but I'm trying to be less annoying and talk about it too, too much. Uh, Unless there's a big if, one. Yeah, if you if you got it, Laura, you got to shout it out because it's always awesome yeah. to hear about it. What about when he was shit. like pulling his earwax out of his ear? That didn't trigger anything for Greg, you? this whole movie triggered me. This whole movie. Right, just, just what are you check. talking like, about, Laura? You love earwax. I thought that would get you going. It's, it's, it's all of it. No? I can't. Didn't do it? Oh, okay, all right. I don't know. For me, for me, like... I, I, as a child of divorce, as a child, as, as a child of like the uncomfortableness and uneasiness of like knowing your parents are not happy and talking behind closed doors about what's possibly going to happen. Like I, I get that. I felt that and wanting to escape into another realm where you get to do whatever you want, whether it's with a fucking monster that's an asshole or not. I don't know, but I don't know. I fucking, that's I, interesting. I, I, I dug it. Like I dug it. I would want to go hang out with Maurice. I would want to go down there and fucking pull people's pants down and eat hamburgers and play video games and shit and, and escape the reality of like possibly my life and what it's going to become having separate parents or whatever you want to call it. And um, so like, I, I, I got it as a kid, you know, I got it as a kid. Um, I get it now as an adult, even more, I think as a parent now it's wow. even crazier. Um, I didn't think that those two things were tied together in any way. I didn't either, way. but now that you mention it, anyway. it's, it's interesting yeah. because yeah. the scene where they were talking about, they gave their kids the official notice that, that they're going to split. Uh, Fred, you know, Brian was, comp he immediately checked out, right? He didn't want to react. He didn't even want to be part of that situation. So the first thing that he did turn to was he going back down into the monster world yeah. with uh Maurice. It's escapism, man. It's escapism. You want something yeah. different. You don't want to deal with the reality of your life, you know? Um especially well, as a guy, I, like an uh, insensitive asshole. That's you, pretty much you are. Because both no, are both, both are assholes. It. No, but know? I you know what it I mean, is? You and I your really... you and your perfect homes growing up and shit and oh, oh man. Stop it. How but... dare you do <laughs> You're on one tonight. I know I am. I just really hope that and again, I did not watch this as a kid, so I can't say, but I just really hope that when kids watch this, it, it bothered me that all they did was bad stuff down there. I mean, I know yeah. they kind of touched on like, oh, we could eat all the junk food we want. I wish it would have been more like that. We can do whatever we want. We could play games and eat junk food and do that. It was like the rule was you have to go fuck up other kids' lives. Yeah. And so I really was disappointed <laughs> with that because yeah. I'm like, if 
if you want to tie this saying that the divorce and the escapism actually were connected in this movie, because it sure felt like totally two different movies happening at once. <laughs> mm -hmm. But if that is the case, probably shouldn't be teaching kids like to then go misbehave and act out to, yeah. to get out their their feelings about you know their parents divorcing. well that's the, that's the thing that's though, probably movie, not productive well right? this movie is not teaching them to do that this movie is teaching them not to do that when when fred savage is like this is wrong like you guys shouldn't be doing this he's actually teaching any kid that's watching this like no it's actually not right to do this like you're being little dickheads you know even though i love the montage of doing pranks on on fucking people <laughs> like fucking putting saran wrap on the toilet seat was fucking funny earwax was hilarious i mean one of my favorite scenes is Fucking when Maurice pisses in the the bully's uh, apple juice jar and shit. And oh my god, that was horrible. That was hilarious. That was hilarious. Like, come on, you guys never thought about doing that to somebody. I just what? Was, what? No, I thought it was a bit extreme. So when I was when I was little, I remember being heavily into pranks, right? But yeah, like of my my sense of pranks was like you know you know ordering like back when you could order stuff out of catalogs paper catalogs that would come in the mm -hmm. mail there was always some catalogs that would have pranks like you could get like whoopee cushions or you know uh stuff that would make like things dirty or stink bombs like to me that was that was like acceptable i was like heavily interested in that especially getting yeah. back at like you know kids that you thought were bullies that deserved it you know it's uh it's enticing right mm -hmm. but they went pretty far with, with the go, pranks they go far they did go far i don't think i've ever done any of those things but i definitely thought about them back in the day when i was a kid you mm. know not you laura you seem surprised that i wanted to like piss in somebody's apple juice laura yeah like that's pretty extreme <laughs> that's pretty extreme is it because it's hard for you to piss into things being a woman it, it has nothing to do with that <laughs> no? it's not a jealousy <laughs> she thing. she's upset because she can't i think i'm it. just thinking like if someone did that to my own kid like have i found well, out that my daughter well. like drank someone's <laughs> urine right now like if that happened at school and i i'm pretty sure i would fucking flip out i would go race but Gardner, wow yeah i didn't i didn't think about the opposite of the coin uh i didn't think about my yeah. son drinking like, piss, what would but... you do if you found out that some kid did that to your kid well first i'd be like well you were you bullying him are you a bully and then he, if he says yes, I'd be like, all right, well, drink that piss, kid. <laughs> you know? Okay, what did he do? Like, what did he do to deserve to drink urine? Oh, in the movie, the bully kid. No, I'm saying I, drinking I urine kid? is pretty up there for me in like <laughs> severity. It's okay. So <laughs> I know you you can drink it, but it doesn't mean it's right, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. We're not stranded on like a desert or something like that, Greg. <laughs> I know I I do I, you have an interesting point Rob it's like they were what they were saying is so when you go on down into this monster world you're really having fun at the expense of others which yeah. is kind of like you know they're trying to say that maybe that's where a kid wants to direct his anger and energy into gr gratifying himself at the expense of others but you know that's you're just being a monster that way and if you continue down that path you will always you will turn into a monster and you can't you can't turn back so yeah. they're saying you shouldn't they're basically you know supporting the opposite point of view like yeah. this is not something that you would want to do uh, it, it's sort of a you know heed my advice type of story yeah i mean my only like negative to this movie <laughs> i don't have many negatives you guys um 
is like is like why like why are the monsters doing this i mean i know later on like this i mean i, I don't know if this is based on it but you got monsters inc pixar movie, yes totally where it's yes. exactly the same story but the monsters right. are doing the scares for a reason because right. they need like the energy from scares to like power their world and shit like this like this movie doesn't set up any type of rules or to like why like why are they scaring kids like yeah like, what's the point of it? Does anybody get anything other than creepy ass boy being like, go do my work? You know, uh, what do you think about that, Laura? Having like no. Plot? I'm I'm ups- I'm like angry. I- I'm upset with this comparison because <laughs> somebody, somebody pissed I in your love. Apple juice? Uh, yeah, you did. I, I love Monsters, okay. Inc. Love it. Oh, I do. Oh, too. Yeah, me too. And I mean, in that movie, yes, I guess they are scaring children. They're making them scream once. Right. But they're not affecting other people. They're just making the kids scream. Okay, now which I know that that's horrible, but in that's this bad. movie, they're actually causing harm to like multiple people, and it's affecting these children's lives. Like for example, they ate this girl's homework, and she got a zero. <laughs> I, that is fucked up. <laughs> Laura, did you get a lot of straight A's? Is that why you're mad about the homework? <laughs> I mean, I, I did all right, but I'm an undeserved zero. On to her me, paper. that was to me that was like one of the like the least memorable ones like who gives a yeah, shit yeah she could like ta- she could tape that paper that paper wasn't even in pieces she could just tape also, it back together i'm kind of pissed the that the teacher stuff. gave her a zero didn't he see the like the words she still had the paper it was just messed up yeah at least give her a 10. <laughs> a 10. i have a lot of problems with this movie i know i think Laura yeah, got I, her homework eight once <laughs> i agree with you rob like midway through the movie like it seemed pointless like what was the plot yeah. what's the conflict i mean to me I, you know, again, watching some of my phone, I tapped the screen. I see we're halfway. And it was like, <laughs> the purpose so far was that the monsters just want to cause mischief in other kids' houses. Okay. That's it. It seemed, yeah. you know, it didn't seem like we were going anywhere with that. So, yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah, because I wasn't sure, too, if the point of of all the monsters was, is every monster a kid that stayed down there too long stuck. and turned Probably. into a yeah, monster. Yeah, that could be. It yeah. could be, yeah. That's or is there like, a, there's like a mother monster out there popping out monster babies or something? No, I think it's kids that stay down there. Really? So that's what it is? Oh, okay. All right. I mean, that, that's that... kind of the, what I figured. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> that's a lot of missing fucking kids. Nobody's talking about these missing kids everywhere. <laughs> Those kids don't just, they just disappear. Who knows, man? Wow. Yeah. Like, it's the 80s. <laughs> it's the 80s. Yeah. It's the 80s. Everything went missing in the 80s. the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, let's see. What do you guys want to talk about now? Do you guys want to talk about uh, creepiness? Creepiness of this movie? You yeah. Got the sec- second half, it really turns into fucking really creepy shit. Totally. Uh, pretty much when Boy shows up and the the other henchman guy is kind of creepy. Uh, what did you think about the creepiness, Laura? As an adult, maybe if you could think of uh, like watching it as a child. Yeah. So I, that's what I was trying to do through a lot of my watch. And I definitely feel like um, I actually the whole ending, I... I became a lot happier with the film. Mm. Um, I thought that it was getting kind of scary. And so I was picturing like little Laura watching this and thinking I probably would have liked this because I did kind of like that spooky stuff. Yeah, spooky and I, I think I probably would have really liked that. Plus, watched, I feel you like you watched like slashers when you were like five and shit, <laughs> weren't you? Right? No. Oh, OK. Six. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I think I would have liked this. And I feel like I. I mean, the the divorce stuff was really sad, um, and I didn't like watching that, obviously. But at the end, when he's trying to save his little brother, I just felt like the movie had a lot of heart, and it was like, I liked that 
change in the storyline. Um, I was happy they went in that direction and like he loved his brother and was going to look out for him. And I loved the scenes where they were running more west mm. to try to like beat yeah, the sun. Cool. I thought that was really smart and really cute. Uh, yeah. So I, the whole ending was great. And but going back to your point, yeah, boy was creepy. And when he doesn't have a face, I was oh, actually yeah. like, uh, you thought he was creepier without the face? Yeah. Yeah. I thought he was creepier with the face for some reason. With the reason. face, he looks like a boy, like an he actual like a, boy. Like a doll he, boy. He he does, but doll. like, because I've seen this movie before, like, I know that's not his real face. So, like, you start putting things together mm. of, like, like he, like, took the skin off some kid's face and put that on his face. Like, to me, that's more fucked up, oh. knowing that he's, like, leather facing that shit. Yeah, so, totally. Like, to me, that's more fucked up <laughs> than his, his weird little gremlin looking face wow. underneath and shit. What about you, Greg? Like, like the horror shit, horror-ish, uh, creepy shit in this movie? Yeah, a lot of this is nightmare fuel. I think, Laura, you mentioned that this was some permutation of Beetlejuice. Yeah. yeah. Which I think may have been released like a year before this or something. And there, I, I definitely got that vibe. There was one of the early scenes where his, I think right when he, when Maurice met Brian, his eyes popped out of his head with like yeah. the eye stems like oh. extending like a foot in front of his face. I wanted to turn the movie off right there and be like, no, nope, yeah. fuck that. That I'm, shit was I'm like out. John Carpenter's The Thing. Yes. <laughs> that was creepy as fuck. I'm just yeah. not good on eye stuff after watching uh, Hostel either. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 yeah a lot <laughs> yeah. of that stuff. If you was know, like, you know. <laughs> yeah. If you know, you know. I K Y Y K. Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> No, I mean a lot of that stuff. Like you know, there there actually was there was a lot of violence at some point. Who was the the larger monster? He decapitated one of the younger yeah. monsters and like threw his head on another body yeah. or something. Yeah. I think one of the monsters got got lit on fire by mm. Maurice toward the end, mm. just like full on flamethrower to the body. Um, so again, it was pretty violent, and I I don't remember that stuff growing up watching this movie. Um, but I, I, you know, I do think you have a great point, Rob. Like a lot of, I feel like watching this now as an adult, I was much more in tune with what was happening between the parents. Mm. So mm. in the starting from the beginning of the movie, right, the mom and dad were angry at each other for, you know, the dad was being a little bit distant from the family. He had a two-hour drive commute. He wasn't present when he was at home. Um, he was watching like a baseball game or something while the mom was sandpapering the walls. Mm -hmm. Like every scene that came up, I started thinking, again, this is you like putting yourself in the shoes of characters. Yeah. When you're a kid, you put yourself in the, the, the shoes of Fred Savage and you think every, you know, about the world from that vantage point. But as an adult, I was, I was watching this movie like, shit, did I do this? Like, do I come home <laughs> and at, like, you know, I, I left all my energy at work and I don't have time. Like I was really thinking, I was invested in like the, the mom and dad's relationship actually in this movie <laughs> and every time they had like conflicts and you know a lot of the 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 back and forth was sort of off in the background did you notice that yeah it wasn't yeah. at the forefront but if you listen closely they were having like adult conversations and stuff yeah. that you would hear or stuff that you might even say with you with your spouse and i was like man like they have a pretty serious thing going on um greg's so. like i want to watch this movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly parent movie and shit <laughs> that's funny that's funny i thought you would really dig this movie uh greg knowing your love for labyrinth it's very similar in plot like uh, one of the siblings gets taken and the other one has to rescue it and goes into a different world to do it and there's a fucking david hmm. bowie's a creeper with yeah, like a bul bulging ball sack and no, so a couple, a couple of differences here um well first similarities yes 
there's a lot of Jim Henson-ish uh, disturbing imagery. Mm-hmm. Spot on. You go right with that. So, But then that's where the similarities end. I think like David Bowie is a mysterious, obviously like, you know, attractive, intriguing individual as a... Attractive. As a Interesting. Yeah, Maurice, villain. not so much. Yeah, no? Maurice and everybody else. No. It's very like off-putting, right? Yeah. You, you, wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't bang Maurice, Laura? No. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, he can get out of his little his little wolf paw and lick you, you know. Nope. Nothing, Laura. No. Nope. Oh, right. You'd rather do Dave, you'd rather do David Bowie from Labyrinth. Hundred percent. Wow. Okay. All right. That one scene was pretty funny though, when when Maurice was like, "You know what happens when I get upset?" And that little thing come, pops out of his head, <laughs> and then the big guy was like, "What the hell was that?" And he goes, "I don't know. It's just what happens when I get upset." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. Wow. But then I also like okay, so. Um, I felt Sarah in the labyrinth was was annoying, but I liked her ability to change and be different mm-hmm. and grow from her ordeals. I don't really feel like you don't uh, feel like Maurice changed and grew at the end of this movie. Oh, oh Maurice! Saw, I thought you oh, meant I, uh, Brian. Yeah, me too. Well, I mean, I mean both a bit, but Maurice definitely changed. I think so. I mean, he was the most obvious change for me. He stopped doing cocaine somewhere in the in the movie. So to, yeah, to me, thank God. To me, Maurice would be like Hoggle in Labyrinth. He's like the, <laughs> yeah. the guide that was an asshole after his own self interest, and he became a friend, and he became a worthy ally who had who grew integrity from the travel. So mm-hmm. yeah, in that sense, I like both of those characters. But as far as like like the main protagonist, I feel like Brian didn't really change much. Yeah. You know, the only thing I could say is that he saved his brother, whereas he and his brother seemed a little bit adversarial at the start of the movie. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, the only change for Brian that really happened in this movie is, is the realization of like, like, no, I don't want to be in this fucking monster world. Like, I don't, yeah. I want to be in the real world. I want to be with my friends. I want to be with my family. Hopefully they fucking stay together. He has but no control he, of that. He made that change halfway through the movie. He was like, I don't want to do this. Yeah, exactly. That's the point. Although, but then that's that, oh. that to me, that means there's ha- a whole half another movie that he didn't spend. Like I want, I guess maybe I wanted to see, this is part of where what you're talking about, Laura makes more sense where I feel like I want, it would have made more sense to me that he spent 90% of the movie wanting to be down in the monster world and being like, this is where I want to be. I can actually get away from my friends and family and then sort of struggling against that and coming out the other side. But halfway through, he knew he was like, uh, Maurice, what you're doing is wrong. This whole place is wrong. I shouldn't be here. Yeah. But he's still at that point is choosing the wrongness of a world where he can do whatever he wants or fucking his real world where his fucking parents are getting divorced and his family's mm-hmm. going to be broken up and all that. So it's like, at that point, he's still making the decision of like, yeah, this world kind of sucks. These people are assholes, but at least, I, at least it's kind of family-ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you know? true too. I'm. That's where my insensitive assholeishness <laughs> comes out with like the whole worst thing. <laughs> what do you think, Laura? You got anything to say? You're just shaking your head over there. You know, do you guys ever sit back and realize that we are arguing about a 1989 <laughs> child's movie? <laughs> <laughs> Just listening to you guys go back and forth, I was like, who fucking cares? <laughs> no, 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 no. But, yeah. I, you know, I did have one closing point, though. If he really didn't want to be a monster so bad, then why, God, tell me why at the end when they had no time to get out? They had no time to get out. All the kids got out and fucking Brian 
took like an additional six minutes to say goodbye to Maurice. The sun was up, yo. Like, yo, you're a monster. (laughs) Yeah. God, that really pissed me off. I was pissed you off. I was like, get him out of there. Yeah. I like missed the sentiment because I was like, go. I just had so much anxiety. You can see him tomorrow, bro. Get him out of there. Yeah. Yeah, why were they acting like they were never going to see each other again? Like, aren't the monsters still around? I don't know. I don't know. I I took it as like that's the last time they're going to see each other. You think that they would would excommunicate Maurice because he helped the kids or what? (laughs) Yeah, he gets gets murdered (laughs) after after the credits roll. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. That's funny. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the creepiness in this movie still gets me. The ending is creepy as fuck. Boy is scary. Um, All that shit. Name Boy? Yeah, it's just called Boy. Yeah, they just call oh. Boy. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I, all that stuff is creepy. Uh. But but I do want to give some positives to like the the effects in this movie mm-hmm. and like the the puppetry with like the clothes moving oh, around yeah. is super cool. Yeah. Like you said, Greg, that's very Jim Henson. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, puppetry shit. Um, I thought a lot of the effects worked, especially for this budget. Probably was super small, but um, I have to give props for all that stuff in this movie. I, I thought it was funny. I thought it really worked. Um, all the ingenuity. I liked from uh, from Brian like making his bed so it would like you know close on the monsters and shit with like gear shifters and ropes. Yeah. Because I remember when I was younger, I used to like build things like that and try to build contraptions and take apart VCRs and radios to see what's inside and try to like build things from it. So I really yeah. dug that stuff. Um, then of course, like my favorite stuff towards the end of this movie is like any movie with like a team up. When when people when characters team up to fight somebody and there's like a <laughs> montage of them suiting up and getting ready, that shit gets my juices flowing. So when they're pulling fucking light bulbs and batteries, <laughs> I'm like, I have my popcorn and I'm like, let's get them assholes, let's get them, like let's get them. Yeah. I got my flashlights yeah. going. I love that shit. And then of course you have the reveal at the end of like they brought in the bully, yeah. the bully's part of the team now, and he has like the yeah, fucking batteries and shades. Like like you said, Laura, the last like you know twenty minutes of this movie is pretty, pretty damn great. good. Yeah, you know, I can, I can, I can see your guys' problems with a lot of this movie. Like this writing is not great, and this and that. But I mean, the last twenty minutes are pretty damn fucking cool. You yeah. know, uh, especially for eighty nine shit. You know, mm-hmm. uh, let's get to our ratings of this movie. I'm not very hopeful for you guys, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's see here. Maybe my uh, my divorce stories will give you a bump in rating because you don't want to feel like an asshole. Uh, let's see, one to five. Let's do the obvious. How many bags of Doritos are you giving this movie? Uh, so how many bags are you guys give? How about how many uh, peanut butter and onion sandwiches? Oh, you know what? That was the scariest part of this movie. That was That's pretty disgusting. fucking disgusting. Yeah. It's pretty disgusting to think about, but did either of you like think about it? Like, I kind of want to know what that tastes like. Hell no. I did. Uh, no, I, I do want to know what it tastes like. I did. Like, I, I, I ate it. Actually, I just ate it right now. I just <laughs> know hyperbole. Worst thing I ever put in my mouth. so maybe maybe on a future pod we'll check back and be like me and greg ate the peanut butter and onion sandwich and we'll Ugh. critique it or not you know um so you get do you guys want to do that as one to five how many peanut butter and onion sandwiches let's do that okay one to five how many peanut butter and onion sandwiches you can put Perfect. doritos in it if you want uh nice. <laughs> greg where are you at in this movie one to five yeah honestly the movie wasn't too bad i just i felt like most of the movie I I wasn't sold on the monster world. Like you know what the the, the first thing that reminded yeah. me of was in the the movie Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles when they would take the teenagers who were you know trying to get away from their parents or runaways and they brought them into this giant warehouse and they were able to play arcades and steal merchandise and have whatever they want. That seemed more believable as like an escape for kids 
this one just seemed like you're hanging out with creepy things and it was like a dirty place full of wood. It just, it, it didn't, it didn't really sell me. So a lot of the movie, I was like, I didn't see the point too much and it kind of dragged. But, you know, I did really appreciate, I think what they did really well was the, the practical effects, the ingenuity. You, I, I definitely think that um, Monsters, Inc. took a lot from this movie. You know, the whole thing about... Uh, and this isn't a knock on Monsters, Inc., right, by the way. I love Monsters, Inc. Great movie. In fact, if they took anything, they, they took the idea and then they expanded it and improved upon it, right? Yeah. But it, this movie is definitely pretty, um, uh, you know, creative and ingenious in that way. It just, it just seems so unrealized to me in a lot of ways. And again, like I said earlier on, I was confused about the target audience. Like, I, I feel like I wouldn't enjoy it as a kid or an adult i it was just weird to me um but definitely the the heart was there it, and it ended off with a lot of heart like you said laura so i'll give it a three i'll say uh three wow. pbno wow. sandwiches wow laura's eyebrows shut up so high they almost flew off the zoom screen <laughs> <laughs> i was Holy surprised shit. at that three i think you got him with your oh don't be a dick yeah greg's greg's feeling it right now greg's like be an <laughs> asshole everybody don't be an asshole <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Uh, what about you, Laura, then? Where are you at with this uh, this movie? I'm definitely going to be an asshole. Laura's because... an asshole. I knew it. I knew <laughs> Look, it. Look, I, I said I liked all the stuff at the end, but overall, I just didn't dig it. And it's. I think I might have liked this as a kid, but mm. I, I didn't see it as a kid, yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, no. um, yeah so I'm going to give it a 175. <laughs> oh, um, wow. You know, but to to what you said, Rob, like, I hear you. And I see you. I hear what you're saying. So you know what that you sound one. Like my, you sound like my therapist back in the yeah, day. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, so uh, that one sandwich is loaded. It's got oh, wow. onions and PB and J and ranch and nacho cheese. Wow. I might. And then you just have a, a ra- you know like a regular sandwich. Oh, okay. All right. Just like with the crust that. crusts cut off. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I don't like the crust anyway. It's okay. All right. The, pe- the peanuts in in the peanut butter. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Not nice. the smooth jiffy it. type, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow, crazy. Time's the best. No. Okay. Yeah, Greg really surprised me with his three. I don't I don't know. Like that that shocked me too. Yeah. Um like I, I didn't know where I was going with this, uh, but definitely Greg saying a three. I'm like, wow, I definitely have to like it more than Greg. I know that for sure. Um yeah, I mean I, I really like this movie. Like I thought it was fun and quirky and kind of ridiculous. Um and definitely, like, see, I have nostalgia for remembering it when I was yeah. a kid and watching it from a kid, uh, even though, like, it scared me when I was little and shit. I remember watching it. Um, so I would say, oh, man, this is a tough one for me. Like, I say three and a half then. I go a little bit above Greg. I say three and a half uh, for me. Three and a half uh, peanut butter and onion sandwiches with fucking tuna and piss in there and shit. Like <laughs> crazy oh, shit. my <laughs> God. So your three is really a zero. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm gonna make Greg eat it though. I'm gonna make Greg eat it. Oh, oh no. Greg, Greg's my bully. I'm gonna make him eat it. Yeah. Um <laughs> So yeah, so there we go. You know, everybody listening, if you guys wanna let us know what you would rate this movie at, if you like it, if you don't like it, uh, I'm interested to hear because it is nostalgic and from eighty nine and shit. Um check out our merch. Check out our merch at our merch store. Maybe I could work on a peanut butter and a sandwich shirt. That'd be kinda cool. Yeah, um, no, don't do it. <laughs> check out the merch, tpublic.com slash user slash conjecturing pod. Also, don't forget to sub, sub, oh my god! Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review our podcast everywhere you listen. Check out the other great shows on the Slash and Cast Podcast Network, Slash and Cast Network, and that's it. That's it for this week. Uh, let's see. Uh, 
So that's it from this week here. Uh, until next time, remember horror is subjective, so conjecture away. See ya. Bye. Good goodbye. <laughs>